I was about to ask you as I hit record, hey, what'd you think about this episode? And then I was like, I guess like the whole point of the show is to ask you that yeah, question. Yeah, we'll go over it. Yeah. So just as, as we go, tell me what you thought. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dawson's Darlings. Today, we're going to talk about season six, episode seven, Ego Tripping at the Gates of Hell. mouthful i know that's what she said the episode summary i guess it's post strike so now we can say the max episode summary but i'm still mad the strike is still going on so i'm currently mad at in real time yes yeah yeah when you're hearing this it won't be going on but as we record it it is going on we'll also be 10 years older (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'll you'll be hearing this like from the grave We'll be, I'll be in the grave because I'm 80 right now. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm that joke so young. wasn't my best. <laughs> you are so young. Uh, anyway, the episode summary from whatever bullshit stream. And honestly, at, at by the time you hear this, who knows? These things are always changing. Maybe hands. we'll be back to DVDs. Oh, shit. I hope so. Honestly, you know what? Buy physical copies of things that you like. Yeah. If you like an album, buy it. Yeah, because you get, like, special features. Yeah, also because it might go offline. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also you get special features. Mm. You love a BTS. Mm. Mm. Remember, like, blooper reels and lineramas? Ugh, you don't get that these days. No, you don't. Remember enhanced... Oh, you might... You, you really might be too young for this, but do you remember enhanced CDs? I bet your sister had them. What were like they? Britney Spears. It was, like, Britney's... First album, I think Backstreet Boys had one. It was a very, very quick moment of time where you got your CD, you got Britney's per, like first CD, and then you could put it in your CD-ROM, <laughs> and you could watch like a very, very oh. small pixelated version of her music video yes. and a little, uh, like some screenshots. Yeah. Pretty cool. Like the <laughs> visuals were... Not online. They were in the CD-ROM. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, the ma- the episode summary is this. Audrey's drinking forces Joey to see how her roommate's life is spinning out of control. News that Professor Freeman, I guess that's that guy's name, is moving to Chicago prevent- presents Jack with some decisions of his own. This episode first aired November 6, 2002. It was written by Anna Frick and directed by Jason Moore. Um, I don't know. I feel bad saying that I didn't like this episode because I say that for every episode in this season. So I think I just don't like the season. Yeah, I think that's what it is, because I think out of the episodes we've gotten, this one is markedly better than some of the other ones. Oh, definitely better than the the Halloween episode. But again, oh another episode where there is exactly zero Dawson. In the final season of a show called Dawson's Creek. There's no James Vanderbeek. What is happening? At least like bop over to Boston every once in a while. Maybe he was. Or to Ellis. Where is he now? I know. He's just such a big deal. He's in the City of Angels. (sighs) Good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, Cold open. Uh, We are in Hell's Kitchen. Eddie is reading like a fucking nerd. (laughs) It looked pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and uh, chats with Joey before she heads out to Hetson's class. It's almost the – go ahead. No, go ahead. No, please. I was just getting ready to comment on the end of your sentence. That was it. That was the end of the sentence. No. I don't really take a break between two. <laughs> I just keep talking forever. Um, Eddie and Joey are like very into their flirting era now. Like they're very flirty. And Joey yeah. is, Joey's thirsty. She's always like, <laughs> miss me? <laughs> she <laughs> is. She is not playing hard to get. No, she is flipping her hair so hard that she might get whiplash. Uh, it is almost the end of the semester. So this is a new sentence now. It is almost the end of the semester. <laughs> and Joey tries to like sneaky, sneaky, learn more about Eddie by asking him if he's going home for the holidays, then asking where he's from, uh, which he sidesteps and then asks where she's from. Then they do like a little flirty banter. That's it. Stop. You should say stop in between each sentence. <laughs> and then okay. they do some flirty stop. banter. Stop. <laughs> like an old school <laughs> telegraph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's the cold open. Stop. <laughs> uh, act one, do you have anything to add also? No. Okay. Act one. <laughs> In Jack and Jen's class, uh, Jack went on a gay, uh, well, he did. Jack went on a date with that guy from, with that guy, David from the Halloween party. They're cute. Yeah. I have some things to say about David at the end of it. They're positive. I like this guy. I like this. Okay, are those the things you wanted to say? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so Jack is going to see David after class, and Jen, speaking of thirsty, is like, can I go? Maybe CJ will be there. I know, girl. Like, read the room a little bit. He's not that into you. Although Jen is so cute in this episode with her little side ponytail. I know. Oh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you about side braids. Who loves a side braid and who knocks them out of the park every single time? No misses. Ashley Zazarino? Absolutely. <sighs> Big Thank time. You. Thank, yeah, I did go through a very heavy side braid stage in my life. And you, the world was better for it, it, frankly. It was. My neck was certainly cooler <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's smart. That's good old smarts right there. Yep. She's practical. I tried to do a side braid the other day, and guess what? It, I didn't do it. Why not? What did you do wrong? <laughs> I didn't love it. I didn't love it. All right. Did it make your side of your neck too hot? No. I th- I just didn't love the vibe of it. It wasn't right. Mm, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I tried. I was like, I, I literally, can I, th- this is 100% real. I did it. I looked at it and thought, ugh. Zaz's was always better. And then I undid the braid. God. <laughs> Put my little hat on and walked out the door. <laughs> oh, we're so mentally stable. Yeah, this is healthy for sure. Um, so Jen wants to go hang out with Jack and David because she thinks that maybe CJ is there. Jack is like, hey, don't. Because remember that at the Halloween party, CJ said that he wasn't ready or she wasn't his type or like what. There, the point was... He's not feeling this, it. He's not feeling it. Yeah, move on, Jen. But for reasons that are unknowable. Currently unknowable. Right, yes. They're leaving it a little like a mysterious cliffhanger here, which yeah. I highly doubt is going to pay off the way we want it to pay off. Correct. Yes, you, you would be correct. 
Um, then their their terrible teacher comes in and into class and it's like, guys, I'm leaving at the end of the semester. Which is I I don't know why it's such like a heavy moment. I understand why it's heavy for Jack. I don't understand why the entire moment is heavy yeah. because it's the end of the semester. So like he's kind of done being your teacher anyway. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't care. I'm dra- graduating. Go wherever you want, guy. This is a fucking pop culture class. Yeah. This is my easy A. This is an elective. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But congrats on your book. I don't know. Yeah. Suddenly. Anyway. Whatever. Who cares? Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, in the dorms. Uh, I was trying to ignore that this was happening in the cold open, but, um, or no, yeah, it got mentioned in the cold open and I was trying to like pretend like it wasn't going to happen, but, um, Audrey's band is playing Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Bells in Hell's Kitchen. Oh. The marketing ideas could have just been through the roof. How come they didn't do ever, ever do Hell's Bells on Heart of Dixie? Cause we had the bells. Well, Hell's is a little too horde for uh, Mobile, Alabama, or for, where was it? Bluebell, Alabama. Bluebell, famously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess they wouldn't have a... Unless, like... Uh, it would be Annabeth. be Caitlin. Yeah, unless Annabeth's character was really going through something, you know? Rebelling. <laughs> you know what? Now I want a season five, and I want to see Annabeth be a rebel bell i want a season a five but with the exact now. same production office and crew oh my god yeah wouldn't that be so fun i'd come back to la for like a few months just to work there hang on one second i had to make a real quick phone call i gotta talk to the amptp tell them to get off their asses and stop this strike i gotta call the cw tell them to uh make the show again and uh gotta call bilson america sweetheart just because i owe her a call back oh sure 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 yeah, yeah, not about anything else. <laughs> See how the kid is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I do that. Season five would have been the, the very best. Anyway, I guess we'll continue to talk about fucking Dawson's Creek. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, so Hell's Bells is going to play. So there's going to be a musical number this episode. Bummer. Big all around. Bummer. Yeah, it turns out to be a bigger bummer. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Audrey's looking for clothes to wear. Um, I'm not sure how much time has passed. I think it's still like a week per episode, right? So like real time. Oh, right. Since her and Pacey broke up. Yeah. Um, But this is where we learned that Joey is unaware until this moment that Audrey and Pacey have broken up. I think Audrey's being a little tough on her here. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because there's also an... There's also a scenario where Audrey broke up with Pacey like last night and she's like, how do you not know? Yeah. It's like, whoa. First of all, I have a life, Audge. (laughs) Audge. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, but um, and Joey tries to be there for her. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Let's talk about it. And Audrey's all like, no, I'm going to take my new septum piercing and get Udi here. <laughs> is that fake yeah. or is it real? I think it's fake only for when she's rock star Audrey. Cool. Yeah. So she's in her rock star era. era yeah. yeah. She's in her reputation era, as they say. They- That's what I was 
was about to say. They as in Swifties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's something that happened last night that's like so funny to me. So I, my friend Mel loves Taylor Swift, has always loved Taylor Swift. Um, it was a point of conversation for us often uh, when we worked on Fuller because we shared an office and she would be like, I love Taylor Swift. And I'd be like, she is definitely not for, don't come at me, Swifties, I've changed. Yeah, we've changed. The, yeah. So don't, don't, I'm really scared of them. So uh, it was like, a, we would talk about this often and she'd like, we'd give each other shit about it and stuff and in a loving way. Um, but I like you, I, I, I've never had a friend better than you, Zaz, but this very good friend as well. Thank um, you so much. What a pickle I find myself in. Um, so we would talk about this often. Again, Last very night, healthy. I, <laughs> very healthy. Last night I, I was texting Mel about something else and I said um, something about like, oh, I'm in my lover era. I think that's the album that I've been listening to more often recently for some reason. And her response, it was a voice note, was like, I love all these people that didn't like Taylor Swift are now liking Taylor Swift that want to talk to me about what era they're in. I love I love that for them. Mm-hmm. I I um I have nothing but great things to say and good luck on your journey. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. Yeah. It's like I'm sorry. Listen, we're on the boat now, you know, Uh, just be grateful for it. Yeah. We're here. We're We're on your team now. They should be so lucky. They should. Oh, here's the cat. Hi, Ruth. What do you have to say about Taylor Swift? (sighs) Probably a lot because she has to listen to it a lot. Are you seeing her while she's in LA at all? Ruth? Yeah, we live together. No, Taylor Swift. Absolutely not. I can barely afford bananas at Trader Joe's. You can't, How on earth would I be able to go see her uh, at SoFi? I can't believe you can't afford an $800 ticket. I mean, I can because I'm so rich. Mm. Um, but I would, if I'm, you know me and how I'm always at concerts and I'm not going to a concert unless I'm VIP mm. in the tent. Likely. With Alicia Keys. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. I'm not going. All right. Put it out there in the world. Yeah. Dress for the she's job you want. She's done in LA, right? I have no idea. Uh, if she's not done in LA, that's fucking shocking. She's been here for a really long time. Oh. <laughs> I don't have her schedule on my schedule. You know what I mean? I just see this stuff on the tick and talk. You don't put it in your calendar? It's on my calendar. No, I have only have room for Beyonce on my calendar. <laughs> sure. That makes that's That's fair. That's fair. Um, what did I talk about? Dawson's Creek? Uh, anyway, that's that scene in the Boston college cafeteria, David, Jack and Jen are all sitting down to eat. David just casually is like, do you just bonked the cat in the head? (laughs) She just gave you such a look too. After you turned away, she's like, bitch. What did I do? (laughs) Sorry. I didn't know you were like right there. Anyway, um, uh, David just very casually asks Jack out. And Jen's like, oh, okay. That's, I'm really jealous about that. Um, so it gets decided that they're going to go out on their date to Audrey's show. And then Jen, it gets also decided that Jen will also go. And so they will ask CJ to go. And meanwhile, David and Jack are on the side because they know something and they're on the side. Like, just tell Jen the reason why he doesn't want to date you. So this girl stops yeah. making a fool of herself and her adorable side ponytail. Yeah. And David does kind of try. David tells Jen that CJ doesn't date at all, but doesn't go into details. And then all of a sudden, like, CJ's there and, like, gets all swirly and asks him about the concert. 
Mm. Is he HIV positive? Uh, I don't know. That would be. You find out literally in this episode. Oh. <laughs> but I love that. <laughs> I'm assuming that this is just a bit you've committed to. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and we love commitment to the bit. Always. Cat's yawning. She is bored by my half of this episode. <laughs> but wait until she hears it in the edit. And here's you. Then she will be extra bored. And <laughs> no, she's going to love it. Otherwise, nothing. There goes our only <laughs> listener. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. No, he's so we'll just well, at the end of this episode. So what what will happen is we'll continue to go through this episode. And then at the point where we understand why CJ's not dating right now, then you can reveal. Gotcha. Your knowledge of this. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, have it up in here. <laughs> Big time, big time. You'll be like, gotcha. Um, uh, then, so that's all. We got David, Jack, and Jen, and then CJ walks in. And then after all that, the bad professor walks in. It's a packed cafeteria. Yeah, very popular. This is the only cafeteria in Boston. <laughs> yeah, Boston, famously known for can't find food anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the professor comes in to talk to Jack, so they go outside. This conversation sucks. I don't mean it's poorly written. I mean, this teacher sucks. He's so manipulative. Yeah. Oh, it would mean so much to me if you came to my book signing tonight, Jack. Yeah, no. No, it's inappropriate. Yes. Is this the point where he tells him that his wife's not going to Chicago too, or the, the later? No, that's after. Oh, that's the next time Jack is a bad professor, have a bad time. Have, a, have, have an inappropriate conversation. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're chock full of them. <laughs> uh and then uh at pacey's fake you know what Ugh. we didn't need this storyline at all no i would have rather replaced it with a dawson storyline and that is something i never say i wholeheartedly agree this whole like trip to new orleans for one night is so pre-2008 recession vibes yes companies These would are- never do that now these are penny stock bros all white guys, they're all so grimy and gross. And for some reason, they're going to New Orleans, yet every scene that takes place is inside a casino. Yes, they. I venture to say that they only went to New Orleans for a night. <laughs> and that was uh, two, uh, two shots. <laughs> There's like an evening shot and an early morning shot. Yeah, and yeah. it was on the Sony backlight, back lot where they have... Uh, the New Orleans portion. Do they have a New Orleans portion? Yeah, it's kind of cool. That's cool. I didn't know that. I don't think I've ever been to Sony. I worked at Sony for a bit. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I like that lot a lot. A lot, a lot. (laughs) Oh. Except for the fact that it's in Culver City and at the time I lived in North Hollywood, so it was like quite a drive. I would. Yeah, you couldn't handle it. (laughs) Could not handle it. Could not. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to, we'll get into it a little bit later, but so they're literally, they're just going to New Orleans to have sex with women. That, that is the plan to drink and have sex with women. Quality men we're talking about. Yeah. No good comes of this. Uh, Act two, some terrible stock footage. Like it's, the stock footage is fine, but it's clearly old shitty film yeah it's from like the mid 80s 
Yeah, like it's a, it's a different format. Dawson's is digital. <laughs> so it's not like, yeah. Uh, we're in the Big Easy, baby. Here's something I noticed. Every single extra background uh, uh, day player, every character in this New Orleans storyline is white. Mm. Mm. In New Orleans. Louisiana. Yeah, so I feel like I don't love that. Yeah. Um, I would uh, could not have been that hard to do some better casting. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's 2002. Yeah. Uh, I'm not excusing that, but I'm just pointing it out. Yeah. 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 I mean, people were just shittier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're in the Big Easy. Pacey's getting hit on until he mentions his girlfriend. And he's like, oh, I mean, ex-girlfriend. She dumped me. And the girl's like, all right, see you later. But she does leave on. It's nice meeting you, Percy, which I Mm -hmm. I thought was funny. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Pacey. And then the sleazehead boss is all like, I thought you were my only competition. Who, who, who? Like, ooh, he's so gross. I don't understand what you mean by that. Are women not more than just points on a scoreboard? Um, no, I mean, they're definitely objects to be, to be won. Um, so, you know what? Actually, now that I think of it, he's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, remember the World Cup? I don't want to. I don't want to either. I love It's that- going to be interesting to see when we release these episodes, how far away we are yeah. from our uh, morning. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I love that guy on TikTok who's all like, you got, you're kind of fighting with. Oh, I'm not, I don't have anything to do with him. He's commenting and then somebody else is on oh, there yeah, it's someone fighting else. with him. Yeah. I'm not having anything to do with it. I think it's great because it's only increasing the amount of people that could potentially see this video because there's more interaction. Yeah. So that's great. Comments are currency. It's just this one guy saying like they're losers. And because uh, we're recording this right after the women. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But I made a video on TikTok. I was talking to about the women, the Team USA. And uh, it's just this guy being like, they're losers. They lost. So they are losers. And some other guy being like, no, language wise, <laughs> diction dictates that. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be there. Anyway. Um. <laughs> New Orleans is bad. In this storyline, this is a bad storyline. Yeah. New Orleans is great. Uh, yeah. Back in Hell's Kitchen, Joey's there on her day off to hang out with Eddie. Do you miss? Did you miss me? <laughs> I literally just saw you. What the- a- Eddie, can I have a Shirley Temple? <laughs> <laughs> I talk with Shirley Temple. So. <laughs> I definitely do now, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Eddie's there. Or, Joey's there to hang out with Eddie ahead of Audrey's show. So they're doing their cute little flirty thing. Uh, then Audrey comes up. She's already drunk. No one mentions it, but she's already drunk. And she comes up for a pre-show shot. So, I mean, who among us? But that's uh, that's that scene. Yeah. Unfortunately, I once was this version of Audrey in my 20s. And watching this scene hit a little too close to home. I think um, we'll get into it as we get into it, but it's, I think this episode is well-written. This, I, listen, the New Orleans storyline, I, I think that Anna Frick got given uh, not a great episode as far as like storylines she had to hit. This New Orleans storyline sh- sucks. 
Um, but like the escalation of Audrey mm-hmm. is done really well. Totally. The escalation of Pacey is done really well. Like it's all the the flow of it is is really great. Um, it just sucks that the New Orleans storyline had to be in this mm. episode or exist at all. We've been fricked. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's what I'm hearing too from my audience. Echoes of claps, echoes of claps, echoes of claps. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was fucking great. So <laughs> that's frustrating how good that was. Um <laughs> nothing. Uh, Didn't even notice. Off the old uh, noodle. Uh at the book signing, this is it. Uh so Jack shows up. Jack and the professor talk about the book and whether or not Jack liked the class. And then this guy tries to turn like his conversation with Jack into a moment, with which Jack thwarts by asking if his wife is excited about the move. They're moving to Chicago in the winter. And it turns out that he and his pregnant wife <laughs> are getting a divorce. So he's moving. Away to Chicago, halfway across the country. These are very rational decisions. Yeah, this dude fucking irredeemable. Yeah, and he's still like kind of throwing his fishing pole out there to see if Jack takes the bait on like doing gay stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but so like my wife's not coming anymore. If you wanted to, no, no, okay, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> just add to, oh, I can't, uh, uh, I, I can't <laughs> ask. Shut that? up, whatever. You're silly. <laughs> yeah um i don't like it at all i don't like this guy at all i'll say it oh wow you're gonna really um piss off all the freeman heads out there <laughs> <laughs> i am so brave sure hashtag so brave uh, at hell's kitchen oops jack is supposed to be there with his with david on his little date but um, he's still with that shitty professor. So Jen, David, and CJ are hanging out, like the three of them. Then David goes to the bar, leaving CJ and Jen together. And Jen's like, so, um, what, like, how have, I've been great, by the way. Do you like jazz? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but CJ asks how Audrey's doing, because... She seems depressed, and Jen says that she doesn't look depressed. CJ points out that, yeah, no, depressed people usually are working very hard to not look depressed. So CJ so wise. Yes. Um, and again, though, but I, what I want to point out is that here is an episode written by a woman, and it is alluding to the fact that Audrey has some emotional repercussions from the night that she was almost raped. Mm-hmm. The last episode did not like show that Audrey was like going through something, but made no like effort to tie it to this awful thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was very swept under the rug. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I appreciate that. It's like, hey, here is why. We're lifting the rug and we're sweeping it back to the floor. Yeah. Making it messier. So we can clean it up properly. Yeah, get the vacuum or something. Back in New Orleans, 
Uh, Pacey's boss hits on a woman in an extremely slimy way. Your boobs look like they need a touching or something. Oh my God. Kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Kill yourself. It is. Your boobs are begging to be touched. She says, boobs are begging to be touched. Who, who hasn't said that before? Whose long successful marriage hasn't started with the term, your boobs look like they're begging to be touched. I mean... That's how Brian introduced exactly, himself to you, right? yeah. And look at us. <laughs> so gone. Got a dog and an iron deficiency. She's sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. The, this woman's like, no, no, thank you. So then he leaves and Pacey sticks around to apologize. And in turn, this woman hits on Pacey. And in his very adorable Pacey way, he's like... That guy sucks. Anyway, hi. <laughs> I'm Pacey. <laughs> yeah. I have a goatee. It's still not working for him. Yeah. Uh, back at Hell's Kitchen, Joey is trying to ask Eddie out after work. But before she can, um, Audrey comes over for another drink and Eddie cuts her off. Uh, then Joey's like, hey, come on, man. Like, just I can give her a drink. And he's like, she's underage. I shouldn't be serving anybody here. I'm not going to serve her. So that's it. And then that pisses off Audrey enough that she asks Eddie what it's like looking down the barrel of a janitor's uniform and a bus pass. Which, first of all, that's not an insult. That's Those are two valid things. That's a valid job and a valid means of transportation. Yeah. Also, so, he probably makes more money than you do at his bartending job anyway. Yeah. Uh, and he's so she, not wrong at all. No, he's in the right here. But you can't tell that to a drunk Audrey with the fake septum piercing. Mm-mm. She uh, breaks the bottle that she's currently holding. And then Eddie tries to kick her out. And then Emma comes over and is like, trying to get on stage now. Maybe redirect that energy on stage. I do like how Audrey kind of made a joke about her strength when the clearly not real glass bottle shattered in her hands. And she was like, my strength. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got to acknowledge that because that was clearly sugar. (laughs) She's strong. She's so strong. strong. Not inside, but out. That's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So they leave and then uh, Eddie looks at Joey like, the fuck? Joey says she's not her keeper and Eddie says it's worse. You're her friend. Ooh, got her. Got her. Also, then. Oh, God. But, like, don't put Joey responsible for Audrey's actions. Like, obviously, Joey doesn't drink like that. Like, Audrey's her own person. Yeah. Then it's concert time. And uh, Audrey's doing, we get another music interlude. It's all going as, as, as it normally does. It's worth mentioning that she's covering one way or another, which is, like, a very, I think Crossroads may have done this. Coyote Ugly did this. Like, it's a, such a very early 2000s song for women to like rebel to yeah and she's all like it's like very saucy she starts out being like the establishment doesn't want you to have fun so let's stick it to the man the establishment doesn't want underage people throwing up later so fuck them (laughs) uh so then she starts like jumping around she knocks over the mic stand she knocks into some of the band members. She's like fucking pressing buttons. And her band, by the way, is being 
really fucking professional about it. She presses a button on one of the uh, machines and then they just come over and like turn off the button, try and like, we're just trying to get through a song. Yeah, just the, the first song. Yeah, um, it is quite the show. Then she coyote uglies her way onto the bar. Mm-hmm. Stomping on glasses, hanging from the light lighting fixtures. I'm like, is that stable, girl? And then at the and then the song ends and she spits. Yeah, she spits on the bar. She's screaming into the microphone. Everyone's faces are falling. Everyone's having a good time at first, and then they look at her with like complete dismay. We may have a problem here. Yeah, yeah. Jen, even Jen is like, "Oh shit!" It was that was never me. At least, I mean, I did watch my friend die off of a dock because we were drinking too much, but I didn't <laughs> do that. Unless I didn't embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> at least I didn't. Sp- Bit. But I have been there at a karaoke when I have had a little too much to drink. Ooh. The song going to bar American Girl by Tom Petty. Oh, oh God, we get it. You're from New Jersey. Well, how is that a New Jersey song? <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like it. I can't say why, but it does. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it was like a metal. It was a very metal version because I just was very drunk and was screaming it. I didn't think the audience could hear me, you know, so I just wanted to make sure they heard. This was before I knew you. Oh, wow. So I was obviously not a better person. Yeah, you were clearly not doing well. No, I Yeah. Waiting for me. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I, I only do karaoke in private rooms because I'm not good at it. I enjoy it very much, but we do the private room karaoke. I think that's best. Why subject a whole room of strangers to your antics, you know? Yeah. It's also more fun because then, like, all the songs are your songs. You don't have to do, like, a couple songs and then a bunch of other drunk idiots doing their own songs. Get a room. Much better. Get a room. Get a room. Act three. Uh, We're back in Hell's Kitchen again. Back where we just came from. Audrey is barfing as Joey holds her hair back. Yeah. I think just get that poison out of your body, baby. Do your best. Um, after, afterwards, uh, Joey's trying to talk to Audrey. She says this isn't like her and Audrey says she's fine and doesn't want to have the like, I'm bad, you're good conversation, which they, this conversation needs to happen. Audrey is obviously not fine. I don't know if right this very second is the most best time for this conversation. Yeah. But I also get it. And also like Joey like try then realizes the the vibe and is like maybe let's have this conversation in the morning but uh then audrey goes on a whole rant about how she doesn't want um somebody who's completely dropped out of her life to judge it completely yeah you guys live together when was the last time you saw her five minutes ago yeah um she also says did you even notice i was depressed before your boyfriend mentioned it and joey's response is eddie is not my boyfriend which audrey says of course, that's the only thing in my entire speech that you want to comment on. Valid. Very valid. I think this is a well-written scene. Yeah, it is. I also liked that when Audrey starts her uh, this fight, they have like a cool crane shot, like show how trapped in this bathroom they are. Oh, the symbolism. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You're so artsy. I am. I'm no award-winning documentarian, but um, it is true. You know, I've I've read a. A uh, book about directing. Oh, 
Oh, there we go. Yeah. I'm having a little trouble trying to get my um, headphones. Yeah, I see. Stable You're on my little head. Adjusting a lot. I think it's because it's uh, 100,000 degrees on the surface of the sun right now. Oh. So is that where you're recording from? It feels like it. It's no Lake Como. <laughs> you lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> I, what's going to be interesting is by the time the AMPTP gets off their ass, it's going to be like mid February 2025 before anyone hears this episode. <laughs> they'll be like, what's hot? Yeah. <laughs> no, they'll still know because global warming will increase. Yeah, they'll be sweating. They'll be like, oh, that sounds actually kind of cool. I wonder if... <laughs> surface of the sun. I wonder if the strike will last longer than my pregnancy. Shall we place bets? I really Ooh. hope not. That's a very long time. I really hope not, too. I don't think it will be. Yeah. I, there, I've, I'm hearing like mid-October. Oh, I was hearing September for a while, but great. I'm glad that it, there's rumors now of it being later. <laughs> September would be amazing. August would also be great. August 9th would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are we? Oh, that's that scene. Stop. That's going to feel really natural at the uh, <laughs> when I edit this together. Uh, back with Jack. The bad professor and him are walking outside alone. Oui, oui. Jack says that he is, uh, it's sad because he thinks that the bad professor is probably the best professor at the school. Arguable. <laughs> is he though? Is or, he though? Or is he perhaps actually bad? Huh. Now say more about that. <laughs> Speak more on that, please. Uh, then the professor says that he wished he had noticed this about himself sooner. Now, so then in my head, I was like, has he actually said ever that he's gay or like exploring his sexuality or bisexual or like anything? If does it feel weird that they are skirting around him just saying it right now? Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Um, but he says he, he wished he had noticed this about himself sooner. Or that he'd noticed Jack. I think he could have just stopped at, I wish I noticed this about myself sooner. Yeah. It's not like he was going to look across the room and see Jack and be like, whoa, I am deaf's gay. I mean, who among us, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it seems like they're about to kiss. There's, uh, you know, some longing looks. But Jack says, no, he's kept someone waiting all night for whom the timing is actually going to work out and he's going to leave. Good boy, Jack. Good boy, Jack strikes again. Yes. So proud of him. Uh, then in Hell's Kitchen, CJ and Jen are talking about Audrey, as literally everyone in the bar probably is. In many different forms. Yeah. Um, CJ talks about Audrey's likely alcoholism uh, as an in of a way to tell Jen that he is an alcoholic. He says that being an alcoholic and the way he messed his life and the ways he messes life up are the reasons that he doesn't date anymore. But if he's sober and he's like a recovering alcoholic, then can he date? That's a great question. Recovering alcoholics, slide into those DMs and let us know your experience. It'll be anonymous. Uh, it, uh, yeah, famously, that's that's one part of Alcoholics Anonymous. 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 <laughs> AA. <laughs> um, I think if it's after your first year recovery, you're down to clown <laughs> you are <laughs> dtf down to facetime mm -hmm. <laughs> uh in new orleans uh pacey's on his way back to the room 
the woman he's he was with before. That's all. That's that scene. Well, he's in. Is this where he finds out that the lady is a lady of the night? Oh no. Okay. Whoa. Spoiler. Oh wait, hang on. We skipped over something. Oh. Um, I mean, we didn't skip over it, but like that. Uh, CJ is an alcoholic. That's why he doesn't date. Right. Yes, he does not have HIV that we know of. We that correct. Um, but we don't know anybody's HIV status. So always be safe. Yes. <laughs> always put a condom on. Uh, um, you don't know. Listen, you don't know where people have been. You just don't. New Orleans. Yeah. And also people lie. People lie. Don't trust anyone. Don't trust. I only trust Zaz. I only trust Kim and my dog. I don't always trust Ruth. I wouldn't either. She's a cat. I don't know where she goes when I'm gone. <laughs> I do know where she goes. I have cameras covering every single inch of this apartment. Plus, <laughs> I never leave uh, her. I never leave her. In Hell's Kitchen, Joey's back from taking Audrey home. Or maybe she's back from back. She's walking in from somewhere. And it feels like a, enough time has passed that she would have taken Audrey home. But no, wait. No, that's not true because we know later. In Hell's Kitchen, Joey's back from somewhere. She's there. She's back from the bathroom, I think. Okay. Uh, and apologizes to Eddie about Audrey. Even though she doesn't have to. Does not have to. Ladies, you don't have to. Let, let that be a catch-all. Yeah. <laughs> TM. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, um, Eddie, is, Eddie is like rightfully pissed and says that uh, Joey didn't care about what was going to happen that night because she's not working. Um that that's that's the part that's not rightful i I don't think it's i think he's right to be angry yeah i don't think that that's quite the exact right angle yeah he's not saying that to the (laughs) british the australian gal is she british is she british or is she an aussie i think she's an aussie i'm sorry to everybody i'm sorry to everybody i don't think he enjoyed my accent (laughs) um eddie says he's pissed because he doesn't ever know who he's talking to when he's talking to Joey. Is he talking to his uh, work buddy or the one that runs with the Worthington original elite? So it has been throughout this episode, Eddie has mentioned multiple times, like Joey's fancy, Joey's from Cape Side, Joey's rich, Joey's slumming it. That's kind of been like the theme of their little flirty banter. And Joey has not really pushed back on that yet. Because she's classy and it's none of his business. Yeah, she's poor, though. She has a living room, or she has a porch couch. So Yeah, she has a porch couch, and her dad has been to prison numerous times. Not that that equals poverty, but, I mean, it, it doesn't exactly equal uh, Worthington elite. Unless Correct. it's for, like, tax evasion, but it's not. Oh, then it's definitely. you're. <laughs> that's almost the only way to be Worthington original elite, is to have tax evasion crime stuff. Um Anyway, so, but he says that seeing her with her friends as they insult him to his face and he says nothing has changed her in his eyes. I think that's fair. Yeah, she could have been a little bit more vocal, but he's also manipulating this whole, he's like self-manipulating because he's like, there's nothing here, nothing at all. We just flirt and whatever, goodbye. And that's like kind of a stab in the back. Yeah, that does suck. It hurt. It hurt you? It did hurt me. Well, then it hurt me too. <laughs> That's all there is about it. Healthy. <laughs> Very healthy. Act four. Back in New Orleans, this is where we find out that this woman is a sex worker that Casey's boss paid for. That's an HR violation. Big time. 
big time. And also, who do you think you are like pay, making at Pacey out to be a man who can't get a woman? Have you heard of Tamara Jacobs? This dude literally pulled a grown ass woman when he was 16 years old. Pacey He's can get it. Just fine. He is fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then Pacey leaves because he can't sleep with her. He's so nice about it. He is so nice about it. He's so sweet. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Please let me walk you home. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go. You take the room. <laughs> I got they it. were pretty uh, hot and heavy for a second. Yeah. They, she was reaching in his pocket uh, for the keys. LOL for the keys. I got a key for you. Let me, oh, let me put it in. Is that what that was? Let me put it in your hole. <laughs> Too far. I'm oh, sorry. Too far. <laughs> retro, what does Retro think? I hear him right oh. outside the door. <laughs> uh, I don't hear him at all. Outside of Hell's Kitchen, CJ and Jen are uh, walking out. David's going to wait another half an hour for Jack. For some reason, I don't know what it is. I think it's because this actor can like deliver this well. I don't buy him waiting at half waiting that like extra half hour as like pathetic. I'm like, all right, this guy, I don't know. There's something about David that I'm like very on board with. Yeah. It's natural. Yeah. Uh so CJ and Jen are walking out. Jen says that she's glad CJ came out with them because she didn't think he would. He says that just because he doesn't drink doesn't mean he doesn't socialize, which it's confusing to me because I don't know how to do one without the other. <laughs> yeah. I, I, know, I know how to drink without socializing, but I don't know how to socialize without drinking. Do you think? I no, 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 no. I think you're CJ? perfect. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think <okay>. you're perfect. <laughs> Jen reminds him that he once told her she should change her mind about herself and she thinks he should do the same. AKA, he should date her. Take a chance on and me. Tries to, she goes in her little smooch. Skirt. No. And she gets the Heisman. Uh-huh. Full, fully gets the trophy. Yeah. He actually had it on him, yeah. which is kind of weird. And it is cringy. Yeah. She he puts her in a cab, <laughs> sends her on home. Stiff arms her and is like, yeah. I'll see ya. I'll see ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the cab rolls off and to reveal Audrey sitting alone and smoking. Then CJ comes over. Audrey's still pissed off at the world and is like, what are you fucking, fucking, you know, let me smoke. Now she smokes. CJ's like, dude, I, I've, I've met you once. What was your name again? <laughs> um, CJ tells her that her friends were just trying to show her they care. Which is true. Audrey says that she feels nothing when she drinks, which is exactly what she's looking for. Sure. Yeah, that's what alcoholics say. Yeah, so that's not... Um, it's not great. It's a red flag. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then CJ ask, asks if she wants to talk, and Audrey says she doesn't want to. So he just offers her his gloves, and they sit and talk for a Or sit in silence for a while. I'm not good at sitting in silence. Because, um, <laughs> I didn't, I, 
It was making me laugh. <laughs> it's uh, just too much, you know? Yeah. yeah. In New Orleans, um, Pacey finds his boss and yells at him about why he's like. He comes up all sexy. Chest puffed and chins out. His shirt's a little unbuttoned. Yeah, well, he's just doing it. Almost doing it. Almost doing it. Doing foreplay stuff. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. They fight. Yeah, he shoves him. And it's like the city of New Orleans has never seen an angry, drunk group of white men fighting before. So, you know, <laughs> this is just a spectacle. Yeah. The, it's a stu- also, the scene is like, I wonder who on the writing staff wrote this storyline. This feels like perhaps they gave it to somebody else. A little baby writer. A little baby boy writer. A baby boy writer. Because it is filled with all kinds of like homophobic and sexist rhetoric that never, from the finance bros, not from Pacey. None of it I will repeat. I started to write one and then I was like, I feel so gross even writing this down. I know I'm not going to want to say it. So I'm just, I don't love it. Um, But I also have never heard this rhetoric from a female writer on the show. Yeah, especially without um, in the whole history of Dawson's Creek in general, without there being like a lesson or like a message along with it. Like they were never homophobic just for the sake of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Until now. Until now. Season six. Finance bros. Season six, maybe. What are they going to do? Cancel them? (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like. I, I think just because I always um, want to root for women, most women, a lot of women are terrible. We don't root for them. Like um, like who? Oh, just a bunch of them. <laughs> I can name one off the top of my head. Kellyanne Conway, you say yours. I don't oh, know why that was the first one. That came I was going to say Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, nice. Lauren Boebert. Uh, uh, Tommy Loren or whatever, however you say her fucking name. Uh, Ivanka Trump. Uh, sorry. Ugh. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Let's move on from this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get out of here. We're just saying that we don't root for all women, but I want to root for, you know, until proven otherwise, mm-hmm. root for women first over men. Um, and so I just want to believe that she didn't, that this is not her. Yeah. That's it was, re- she was rewritten. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, while she was, you know, they were like, can you just, are you getting coffee? Do you mind just, can you make some more? <laughs> the PA is in here hanging out with us. Do you mind just making some more while you're up? <laughs> yeah, she was the only girl in the office that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that scene. Pacey walks off uh, outside of Hell's Kitchen. David is walking off. Jack finally arrives. Um, it, and like he's, I don't know, this David guy. Like he's not being an asshole. He's not being a pushover. He's like, whatever, dude. Like you have a past. If you're ready to move forward, let's move forward. Who cares? I'm into you. We love it. Direct, concise, yeah, communicative. Love it. Words. That was beautiful. Recycling. Okay, sorry. Go on. Say more. Say one more. <laughs> Damn it! Now I can't think of any words. <laughs> I've never thought of a word in my entire life. <laughs> Every single word <laughs> I've ever yeah, known just flipped out of my head. <laughs> Say one more. Say one more. Ice cube. Wow, that was beautiful. The next morning, this has been all, everything has been one evening. <laughs> it's a jam-packed so night. Oof. 
Uh, Pacey's walking through an empty New Orleans. Got the morning fog rolling in. He's just walking down. Not uh, an area of downtrodden. He he looks sad. And for New Orleans, it's it's quite um, deserted. Not a single person. (laughs) Not even a sax player. Yeah, it's wild. I've never seen. I've only been to New Orleans once, but it certainly didn't look like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we got uh, so Pace is walking through. Then Joey wakes up to an empty dorm. This little mini montage is sent set to Alexi Murdoch's Orange Sky. Ugh, this was the best part of this episode by far. I freaking love Alexi Murdoch. I love this album, and this was like it didn't fit the vibe of this entire episode or scene or show, but I was enjoying the hell out of it. I was just happy it was there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ah, is this, is this a little Arska? And we heard mm-hmm. a lot of it. Yeah. They really, they paid, they earned their, uh, their purchase. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, then a little bit later, uh, Joey's studying when Eddie knocks on the door to drop off Audrey's wallet. She left it at the bar uh, and gives a, like an almost apology to Joey. As a reminder, apologies include the word sorry. Or, or the words, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Any one of those two. Yeah. Or even, you know uh, what? I'll take my bad. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's on me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that Joey's like, that was almost an apology. It was close. Yeah, she Pretty didn't close. just take it. She's Joey Potter. She's not a pushover. Yeah, she's thirsty. She's not a pushover. She's turkey of full. But she wait, and then she notices that Audrey's not in the room. That's also something that we should mention. Yeah, we get her longing looks at, from Joey to the bed. At Audrey's empty bed. Where do we think Audrey slept? Are we meant to believe that she slept with CJ? Oh no. I didn't even think of that. I didn't think about that either until just now. Interesting. No. And I really don't remember season six, like this, the minutia. There are big things that I remember, but like these little things I don't totally remember. I don't remember. I don't think I'm so. Not. Yeah. I'm, that would be like character suicide on CJ's part after you just establish like, I don't do this because I'm an alcoholic. You know what he I mean? He says he doesn't date. Doesn't mean he doesn't do sex stuff. Oh, now hang with, on a second. With um, like recently sober after being very, very drunk women. Yeah, it's not. It's not like him, a, you know. Yeah, I, I, really I know CJ pretty well. <laughs> That's your guy. Yeah. That's your guy. We go way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. So we don't. That's that's a big part of it, is that Audrey's not there. Joey has clocked him. We don't know where Audrey is. Um. Eddie asks. So Eddie's like, "Hey, I want to do this for real." And Joey says, "We can't." And but he's also being kind of like pithy. Uh, and Joey says, you can't keep dancing around. Are you, are we going to be together or not? And Joey asks, Eddie asks what Joey would say if she said what she meant. And Joey says, I would like to go on a date with you. What would you say if you actually said what you meant? And Eddie says that he would like to get to know her and be wrong about thinking she represents everything he hates. And in fact, he's thinking she just might represent everything he's missing. That's a line. You might represent everything I'm missing. That's also such a backhanded compliment. Like, I feel like you represent everything yeah, I hate. the first part isn't great. The first part sucks, but the last part is, you know, nice. <laughs> I mean, this guy is just a cynic to the bone, and, like, he just needs to get over that. Well, life has been tough on him. 
He's a reader. No one respects that. <laughs> no one respects book smart men, you know? <laughs> well, I am suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then uh, that's it they're gonna go on a date eventually not right that second but eventually next week season 6 episode 8 spiderwebs ooh ow oh no what happened ran over my toe okay good good (laughs) well it could have been so much worse you have nine more (laughs) but it was my big one oh no well you have another one you have a backup one I guess remember you have two (laughs) <laughs> two big toes on one foot <laughs> what, a stupid show. what a stupid show oh i actually I have four big toes if plus. you're catching my dress <laughs> hey kim yeah bud if anyone wanted to fight with you on tiktok where can they find you <laughs> come come at me i won't engage uh unless no one else is doing it then i'm happy to fight with you she's mature <laughs> Yeah, uh, talking ticks, t- pick and fights. At Kim Moffat is here on TikTok. At Kim Moffat on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Ugh. MySpace. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X. Oh yeah, X. Fucking stupid. The but icon. I'm there. The icon looks so bad on your phone, doesn't it? It looks awful on my phone. It looks like porn. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I feel gross having it on my phone. Yeah. Every time I open it, I want to be like, but not, I, I read it for the articles. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was this. Yeah. If anyone wanted to talk to you about um, season five of Heart of Dixie, mm. just to get your deal memo prepared, mm-hmm. uh, where could they find you at? Great question. You can find me only on Instagram because that is all that I have the mental capacity for at Ashley Zaz. I promise you it's not a very riveting page. But um, it's there. <laughs> so slide into those GMs and we can chat about it. I agree to disagree. I think it's riveting as hell. What if that is actually how the deal memos came through? Through like Warner Brothers was like, here you go. Through social media. <laughs> <sighs> don't believe it. If that's the case, hey, if that's the case, don't sign a contract. Yeah, never sign anything. Just never sign anything. Yeah, that seems right. Um, that's it. Show us our social media needs, that's untrue. of course. So that, that is untrue. That? We've always had social media needs. Always? We've always, since day one. We are at Dawson's Darlings on Instagram. We have been a little silent lately because we haven't been... Oh, no. this You're going to be... Okay. We're great. <laughs> um, <laughs> as opposed to my page, it is riveting content. And uh, you won't regret it. Thank you.